There's Huey. Okay. Nice bowl there, Chris. How can you not like Huey Lewis and the News? I love Huey Lewis and the News. We ran it to one of his songs in high school. You did? Yeah. The Heart of Rock and Roll. Okay. Come on. It's got a nice little like... You couldn't get Bob Seger in there? <laughs> you know the Heart favorite. of Rock and Roll is the music. It is. Yes. I like it. I had to like turn around and make sure that he was really trying to be funny right there. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um... <laughs> I need to start this hour by um, calling us out. Oh, what did we do? Something bad. We had a major blunder. We missed a major player. A oh, major no, what player. What did we do? We couldn't figure out Steph Curry. We got Steph Curry. Uh, by the way, the list has been updated, so I've seen the list. Uh huh. We missed number one. We missed the number one player on the list. Number five, Steph Curry. Okay. Num- you know who screwed us up was it Kawhi. Go- Kawhi's got, not in there. It got updated? Yeah. Number four. Luca, okay, we got him. Okay, number three, LeBron. Oh, number two, Giannis. Giannis. Who they put it? Kevin Durant. Oh my God! Where were we? What's wrong with me? <laughs> What's wrong with me? Oh my goodness! It's like Sorry, hold on. Katie. When did I get his, updated? I, I looked at it like two hours ago. Thirty-six. I don't know. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. And Kawhi. I'm good with that. I'm good Kawhi, with him. Where's Kawhi? Where did he fall then? He must have been out of the. T- I, I just like, assumed he was in the top ten. That was probably on gosh, me too. Where did I? So he's. Based on because I went because I went past to get down to ten, yes. so he's got to be above ten. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, Katie. That guy, that other guy, he's pretty good. Played in over he's there, over yonder. Yeah. Now he plays way over there. All right. Okay. Our bad. Hey, you he's know good. what? Listen, we this is the off season. Yeah. I mean, technically, this just our <laughs> our brains aren't even in like yeah. a, a truly functioning mode yet. At least I know mine Ooh. isn't. Missed that one. Missed that one. Hey. Maybe you guys won't think he's the 100 best player this season. Yeah. Three. Mm-hmm. Number three. So they put, who was number two again? Giannis. Uh, five was Giannis. Steph. Four was Luka. Three, LeBron. Two, Giannis. One, Did you Katie. really disrespect Steph Curry that way? As to say that, that Luka is ahead of him? Everybody at three, two, and one has won uh, at least one MVP. Steph has got two. Luca's got none. Wait, Luca hasn't won an MVP yet? I know, it's a shame. He hasn't won a championship yet? <laughs> okay. This is what's crazy to me. I think that sometimes they do these things on purpose, and I think it's something that motivates LeBron, you know, especially when you think like what happened after he got disrespected and then comes back and wins the title and likes to rub it in people's faces. Um, but I don't think that that works with Steph Curry. I think that he's the type of player, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, he's going to see that and just kind of laugh. Right. It's the, not going to be like, yeah, you know. LeBron like, would use it as motivation. Yeah, LeBron but would Steph. talk about it right. in the media, <laughs> tweet Third. about it, right. uh, you know, with undercurrents of, of yes. anger and, you know, disbelief, and then come back and just obliterate people on the floor, and Steph Curry's just going to laugh about it and be like, yeah. oh, okay. On to the next. On to the next. <laughs> Uh, let's go on to the next for us. Kings. King season is here. We got some questions here, Katie, that I want to go through. Just stuff that I, I think is compelling that I know that we both kind of ponder on. First one I want to start is Marvin. Mm-hmm. I, I there's when we were talking about the top one hundred list, that's a spot Marvin should be in. I'm not not yeah. they didn't do it wrong. If everything was right for Marvin, if he had played the games, he would be in the top one hundred. Right. He's not. There's reasons why he hasn't made that top one hundred. What should we expect? from Marvin Bagley this season? Because I think there was a time we didn't know he'd be on the team now. He is. He's here. He's going forward. 
So what should we expect from him? What kind of year will he have? You know, what's really crazy to me right now is why this question is difficult to answer. Um, I mean, I could drop a long list of Mm -hmm. why it's easy or hard to answer. But um, I think one of the things that keeps kind of sticking in my brain right now is everything that's happened during this offseason with all of the trade rumors, all of these things. And we talked about him throughout the show, Ben Simmons. We still don't really know what's going to happen with that situation. So the way that I've looked at this through this whole thing is like, I will talk about this roster when they step on the floor and I actually see who it's going to be. Because I, I kind of feel like there's this constant possibility for changes to happen. Right. But right. And Marvin is one of those guys who all season long, his name was listen, listed in trade talks. And it was that way during the season before the trade deadline. And I can't imagine as a player what that's been like for him. To This has been his only NBA experience. He's been here in Sacramento. And it has been injury riddled. There's not been a lot of time on the floor. Um, it's just been one thing after the other. And in this day and age, dealing with social media and all of that, we saw him step away and, and take himself off social media for a while. Uh, I think that, that when you're talking about a 20-something-year-old professional athlete, that is a major indication of that. In my how I view it from the outside is like this must be be mentally wearing on him and he had to check out for a bit and so with all of those things said I don't know where he fits in on this team because I never know if he's there does that make sense Mm -hmm. injuries all of that um I think this team is going to be better defensively because quite honestly they have to be there's no choice how does that work with him that doesn't sound like that's his that's not that's what I'm saying that how does that work with him because defensively um he was a a major liability last year. And and the reason, and I'm not trying to pick on him, and, and this is something that I think is is desperately wrong with the NBA and, and how this works. And and I'm kind of a, an old school person. I'm like, they need to be in college longer. Look at Davion Mitchell. He's a perfect example of what four years of college. He's I'm ready. not saying stay in there for four years. Right, but he's but what I'm saying is when you take a player straight out of high school into their first year, uh, you basically start, you know, basketball as soon as you get to college and then it's over in March and then you, you move on. You haven't even finished a whole year of college. They don't prepare you to play defense. And it's even harder when you're a big man like Marvin Bagley, because you don't really, you have, you're not going to, he's not going to grow into his body for probably two, three more years, to be honest. And then you have the injuries on top of that and all of these things. So he's a perfect example to me of, of why players need to be in college longer because they come with this immense set of skill, and they're drafting players based on potential. And then they they put them in this position, and they fail because they're not equipped with it. They don't have the ability. And the NBA is not a place where you work on your skill in the middle of a season. Once the season gets rolling, Jason, there's no practice time. And right. you know that. And right. defense is the one thing that you have to drill every day, especially when you're bad. Yeah, and this team, yeah, that's the exactly. one area that has to get so better. I don't know where Marvin fits in. Yeah, and it's going to kind of lead into another one because I, we know this, Katie, the way the last couple of years that Luke Walton's been here with Marvin on the floor. When Marvin's even been healthy, at the end of the game, he's not on the floor. Right. So, and there's a lot of talk, and understandably so, about a three-guard lineup. And that three-guard lineup could be Fox, Halliburton, and Buddy. They use that three-guard lineup all the, time. all the time. That's how they closed games yes. last year. So, if that's the three that's on the floor, you know, based on basketball IQ, experience, knowledge, that Harrison Barnes is on the floor. Mm-hmm. And the big is likely Holmes. It might be Len. Uh, might be Tristan Thompson. I don't think it's Marvin. 
I don't think it's, it's Marvin. It's hard when you're looking at this from, you know, this far True. ahead and, and you're like, okay, what is going to happen if this happens, if that happens? Right. It's, it's difficult, but I mean, just that's the only way we can look at it right now, yeah. Jason. And, and I don't, I don't know how it's going to work. Cause first of all, I think that, that Marvin at, at sometimes has been his own worst enemy. I think that his, the people around him have not, it's kind of going to like the Ben Simmons conversation. It's, you have to be careful about who's around you and who's speaking for you. Tom Brady and what he did after his dad spoke out. Yes. I mean, that that is an interesting example, okay, mm-hmm. um, that relates a little bit to this situation. So I think the biggest challenge for Marvin is to come in this year and be able to prepare himself from a mental and physical standpoint to do whatever it is is asked of him and to be okay with that Yeah, and to use it as a way to grow. Right. So we'll see what that means. And in in if that does happen, if that growth mm-hmm. defensively happens, and if he truly is on the floor He's at the end of the games, that's so exciting. Much potential. Right. Yes. Be- because I think the way the team is made up, Fox clearly seems to be the best player. I don't think that's really that much of debate. But if Marvin was truly the second best player, most impactful, and Halliburton's gonna do what's important for mm-hmm. him and Holmes and mm-hmm. Barnes and everybody. But if he was playing at that level, how good would the team be? I think that Rashawn Holmes is a really important person for bigs in this league, especially young bigs to watch because he does everything that he does without a single play being called for him. Mm -hmm. And if you're a big that's athletic and has the ability like Marvin Bagley has, you too can make yourself that guy. And then guess what? He has the skill set that when plays are called for him, he can create. But I think that's been one of the biggest problems is like, and it happens a lot with young players, period, whether you're a big or a, a, you know, a guard in this league, when you get the ball, you feel like you have to do something with it every single time. And that is, that is to your detriment most of the time. Yeah. Um, Another question you you brought it up earlier. Defense Mm -hmm. has to be better. Non-negotiable again. Another thing that I'd said last year too, when they were actually a top 10 offense, I said, when Doug was here, I said, look, Doug, at the time, they were dead last. I think mm-hmm. they worked up to 28th, so still a bad defense. So what if they were 20th, 18th? I'm not talking about a splashy. This is the best defense in the league. What would it look like if they were that? So how much better is this team going to be? Now, personnel-wise, I think Mitchell's a dog, as everyone's saying. Right. Um, I think Fox has that ability to be that. They are f- more physical. More uh, There's more of a presence to them collectively as a team. What are we talking about about a better defense? What does that look like? I have to ask you a question because I need this to be kind of – I'm not going to be able to answer yours until okay. I get this out of my brain. My, As I told you, my memory is terrible most of the time. But in 2002, didn't the Kings have the best offense in the league? And wasn't their defense one of the lower – It was lower, but it wasn't um... – it wasn't bottom. I forget what it was. I, was it a, in that 2018 range? It was by points they gave up a lot, but I think field goal percentage, yes, defense. Yes, and so that's, and so, it was the yeah. points. And so that's the interesting thing because here, too. Because they scored too. a lot, too. And you have to also keep that in, in play. Yes, when things are bad historically now, they seem horrible, but it's because the game has changed yeah. so much with threes and, and the amount of points being scored. And so the Kings were allowing a lot of points last year because a their defense was bad and they were allowing more possessions just by nature of the way that they play the game faster pace that type of situation so for me them to improve I think that they have to be able to take a little bit of the pressure off of De'Aaron Fox on both ends of the floor 
okay? Because I think De'Aaron Fox is a really great defender. And I know Tyrese Halliburton is a great defender. And they both have room for improvement on that end. But that everybody does. I don't think I'm never gonna say that about right. anyone. And and so then when you add in Davion Mitchell, so if you can take De'Aaron Fox and allow him to not have to do the most difficult job on both ends of the ends of the floor all the time, you're going to see jumps on both sides of the ball for him. And Davion Mitchell, how he cho- how Luke Walton chooses to play him is going to be really intriguing to me because obviously he is one of those game changers in the sense of he can absolutely affect that end of the floor. And with this team, the way they're built offensively, if they can get stops, their offense is going to be even better than it was before. You remember, Jason, it wasn't but a two, three years ago that this team was like, quite honestly, one of the worst looking teams in the half court set. Right. I mean, it was right. it was when Dave Yeager was here. Let's yeah. be honest, his last year yeah. here, they looked horrendous. Was that Darren's first year in the first league? First or second, but they were just, everything was either fast horrible. break or then it was just if uh, a team close your eyes. made them play in the half court, right. they absolutely couldn't do it. And I think it was the year before Luke Walton came in because that was one of his primary focuses when he first took the head coaching job. It's like, yeah, we're slowing it down because we need to teach them to play in the half court because it was just that bad. Well, this team isn't that way anymore. So I can see over the years the progress that they've made. So now the only thing missing is that they can stop the ball, at, I mean, just at a decent clip. And a decent clip these days, I mean, they were allowing teams to shoot over 51% from the floor, if memory serves correctly, from the end of last season. So a decent clip, if they can get that down to even 48%, mm. 47% from the field, because they were a decent three-point defensive team last year, percentage-wise, for most of the year. If they can get that down, what does that mean? That might mean five, six, seven more possessions offensively with a team that's offensively has a bunch of talent on that end. Yeah. So I think it's like little things in terms of what we're going to see defensively. You have to figure out a way to take the pressure off of De'Aaron Fox a little bit and disperse it among some other guards defensively. And I think now they have enough pieces where they can actually do that. Yeah, the, I feel like it's a it's a deeper roster. I just wonder on the edges, you know, Moharkless can play. Where will he play? When yeah. will he play? Len, Tristan Thompson, Terrence Davis, I like a lot. Yeah. Uh, but that's the great thing. In? Look at all those people can actually play defense. Yes. All the people that you just mentioned. I mean, Buddy is the, and this is, again, no hit. He's the weakest link defensively in that kind of guard unit. Um, then you have Harrison Barnes, who I would trust him, you know, here, yeah. take it all. Like, do what, I, take my daughter across, <laughs> you know, freeway with her. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he he's so solid all the way around, whether he's having to match up against a two, a three, a four. He's just, you can trust him. And then I think that, you know, you look in in the back and you've got back there sitting around your rim. You've got Rashawn Holmes that's back there able to really, and they, they complimented him so much last year. They're like, listen, he deserves to be on an all-defensive team. He is so important for our defense that if we didn't have him, it would be an a, just a complete and utter failure. And so I'm I'm interested to see how he appears defensively this year, um, with the the unit around him being more solid. You think they have enough shooting? That's one. I I mean, every team, especially in this present day, Scary. can't have enough. Yeah. And and if there were rumors of moving Buddy, uh, man. Yeah. No, I'm really like that's the biggest concern. Yeah. That's the biggest concern in my mind is the shooting. Because I think they have a people that can. Like Fox yeah. can make them. Yeah. Albert can make them. Yeah. But he's a shooter. I think yeah. Terrence Davis is closer to a shooter. A little streaky, but shooter. 
Barnes can make him. I, I just don't feel a lot of the bigs can make him, yeah. in which most teams have bigs right. that can make him. Yeah. You're not going to see um, Rashawn Holmes out taking a bunch of threes. I mean, he might take a handful throughout the course of the year, and I think he's smart enough to pick his situations. Um, then, you know, Mar- that is one thing that Marvin actually has done pretty well. He has gotten better as a three-point shooter. Um, and so that's kind of where you can make an argument if you need that on the floor with him. Um is that where he squeezes in time and where he makes himself valuable? If he can make himself not a complete liability on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Harrison Barnes can shoot. He shot more last year than he really did before, but still he's not a volume shooter. Tyrese Halliburton is never going to be a volume shooter uh, at this point, I think. And I don't even know with his, how he plays and his mentality. I don't know that that's in his mentality to be kind of a volume, high volume shooter from outside. And it's not De'Aaron's game and it shouldn't have to be. He needs to improve. He needs to get better shooting out there. I still don't want him taking eight, nine, 10 shots a game from there. I I don't want to see that. So who does that leave? That's Buddy. And then people get irritated because of the number of threes. And, like, he's carrying the entire load. No one else is really doing that. Terrence Davis has shown brilliant streaks. Don't get angry yes. with Mike, Jason. <laughs> um, but he's he's still a very young, streaky player. So that is my concern. And like I said, like, I don't know, I don't know what this roster is going to look like. And I, and I think with the number of questions we had coming in, mm-hmm. if this is the unit that we start with, I – guarantee you it's going to look completely different in February when that comes to the trade deadline. And what does that mean for Marvin? What does that mean for Buddy? And without Buddy specifically, who is supposed to to pick up that slack? Yeah. Like, that's the biggest worry. But that's why Monty McNair's, you know, back there with the staff, crunching numbers. And, and like, that's – I think that's what kind of is the fun part for Mm -hmm. them. Is like searching, figuring out how do you do it? We've got these pieces. How do you get it? It's like, I feel like rosters are like Rubik's cubes, right? You've got all these great pieces, but you have to figure out how to like put them all in the right spot. And yeah. sometimes that's, that color is not going to work over here. You know what I mean? Like get the red over here and the blue over here. How do I get this piece to work together? And so that's the biggest question for me too, Jason is shooting. Yeah. I think when last year, I liked the additions they made at the trade deadline. I, I thought that made the team better. Um, the one I was curious about was Tristan Thompson, where I understand the reason to get uh-huh. Tristan Thompson for his experience, veteran mm-hmm. leadership. I love what he said at media day. He's been great in every response that he's had. Professional rebounder. I just I don't understand the fit per se right right now, present day. That's been the biggest question mark of the offseason to me is where does he fit on this team? And so that immediately makes me understand a couple things. He's value, period. Championship uh, experience, uh, veteran in this league. Obviously a big, tough kind of guy that rebounds, can play well kind of with other great players. Obviously, you know, LeBron was by his side for for many years of it. Um, So the first thing I thought is, okay, well – they're still moving pieces on this roster and they're still trying to make a move on this current roster. Cause this was during the Ben Simmons thing. This was a few weeks ago, right? When this move first got made, I'm like, there's something else in the works. And this is a, a piece for that because whether it comes now or whether it comes before the trade deadline, I would be surprised if Tristan Thompson was still on the roster uh, after the trade deadline, because I think when you can get value, 
you you eat it up. Yeah. You grab it when you can and you hold on to it until it comes to suit you for a purpose. And in the meantime, he has all of those things. Championship experience. He's a veteran player in this league. He's tough when a, a lot of our – we don't have big size in our bigs, if you will. Um, a little light in the, you know, kind of britches as yeah. some coaches have, have termed it in the past. And so he can be there and serve other purposes while he's here. And then again, if there is an injury, all right? If there are multiple injuries, at least now there is some depth. So I looked at it under all of those different kind of lenses when that happened. But, yeah, I would be surprised if he were on this roster at the end of – I mean, because he's got an expiring contract if memory serves, right? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. So did all the math. That's what it equals. Okay. (laughs) Did some research on the 2001-2002 Kings defense. Yes. So they're 19th in the league in points allowed. Okay. But they were ninth in field goal percentage allowed, and they were sixth in defensive rating that season. Yeah. Two th- oh, the 2002. Yeah, so they like, gave up okay. points. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, wait, did he just say last year's? I'm no, like, no, Chris, oh, no. what are <laughs> you on right now? Yeah. I was like, no, that can't be right. Yeah. Um, that was the 0-2 team. Sorry, that was the 0-2 team. Yeah. yeah. Who could score, yeah. but then they defended enough. Yeah. And well, actually, and they some did, of those numbers are good. And they defended when they had to, especially. Yes. Yes. I mean, they had the capability uh, to certainly get it done. So, yeah, a little bit different. That's all they need. That's the recipe. Yeah. Score a bunch of points. But, and and that was especially at the time when the 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 kind of pace, the, I think this is before they even had the term pace right. play. They right. didn't even yeah. have that as a stat. In Kings games, there would be so many more possessions. Yeah, that was the thing. And that, that was the, kind of the, one of the bigger knocks against them. It's like, oh, their defensive numbers aren't that great. It's like, Hey, what you're leaving out is that they have way more possessions, way and more. their and their point differential, I think, was like one of the best yeah. in the league too. If, yeah. if memory I serves, I think that was put up on a stat. Maybe yeah. you guys even had it on one of your TV uh, segments. But the pace of the Kings, even last year or two years ago, when they were the number one, yeah. maybe Jaegers last year, the O2 Kings would have been dead last in the NBA by a yep. landslide. Yeah. yeah, and I think that was also like Peja was taking what. Two, Three, three threes yeah, a game, and that was 10. like, yeah, it's like, oh, could you imagine Peja Man, and that thrived. roster, and like, oh my goodness. Oof. All right, we'll take a break here. We got more with Katie Christensen Hunter. We go till five, and then Thursday night football, Jags and Bengals. That's all coming up here on KHDK. She worked with Carmichael Day for all those years. The story's still incredibly tragic. That's why it took us so long to get her back in the building. Jason Ross and Katie Hunter. That's right. You were willing to come back in. That you see, you said earlier you didn't have the uh, those memories, so maybe you just <laughs> so I forgot compl- how I, yeah, that's torturous the, that's the convenient thing about <laughs> your memory being absolutely yes. terrible is you don't remember bad things from a month ago. No, yes. it was I. It, that's actually a, a great promo. It is after working. How long did I work with Dave? Over a year. I want to. Oh, say. it was longer than that, wasn't it? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was trying to think how long we, how long did you do radio with us too? The pre half and post was. I did that for a long seasons, right? Several seasons and King's Talk and. Yeah, I think I did that for like the first three or four years I was here, and then I left in 2010. And I, I don't know that I did it after I came back. I can't. I don't think I did. But wait, you when you first. Came, were you also doing house party mm-hmm. or doing both of these? I so to I, remember. when I first came, my first season in 2007. So my first season with the Kings was the year after they made the playoffs for the last time. Yes. 
So I'm pretty sure everyone's going to say that that is my fault. <laughs> but I left for three years as well, and nothing happened. So I can't take the blame for it. Um, but I did the pre-half post-game show on TV. And then when the Maloofs sold, our, they, they kind of that's when they still own their own broadcast. And they got rid right, of the pre-half right. post-game show because they were kind of bleeding money. And then they moved me over to the sideline. And so I didn't travel at that time with sideline. So I came to the studio and did the pre-half post-game show with you guys on radio yep. when they were on the road. And so, then I always did it after games. I yeah. always came up after games and did it with you. I'm trying to think of, so your first season you're saying is 06, 07? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So that's, that's also the first, when I started working here. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I was trying to think of the first, okay, it's a little bit later. What year was that? Let me see. I'm trying. <laughs> going forward. I'm going to find it. What are I'm we looking find for? It. Well, now this can't be right. I'm going. I have to go back. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> trying to finish this story. It's really I'm easy to find. I'm in the dark, just like everybody else. What's yes. Happening here? Um. Wait, what year was this? Wait, I know the opening game of one year. The Kings opened in. Okay, it was the second game. I got it. This is this must be the year. Uh, so 2007, eight. So it was your second year. Second year. Um, the first time I had a chance to call the game. On the road, I remember flying out with you. Right, because G-Man was still doing. Um, G-Man was doing uh, racing. racing, and, and so and Coz had like yeah. broke his foot or broken so, his foot. <laughs> Vegas, yes. Coz and I went to play basketball at one of the local high schools here. I won't say I which one. I don't think I knew this story. Yeah, so Coz and I went to play basketball. He was trying to get his daughters into the school. Yeah. He's like, hey, they have a pickup game at like noon with a bunch of dads. Would you come and play? I said, sure. Coase tore his ACL in that game. Chris is laughing. You can hear him laughing from here. You can hear him laughing through the glass. Tore his ACL. And then we had to go to Vegas and do that preseason game. But it always happened. It always happened at the beginning of the season that our studio here in Sacramento wasn't ready. Right. So we would always do the first road trip on the road doing the pre half and post game show. And there's one of my favorite moments is when we were in Miami doing it. And we were doing our show from the court pregame show while the players were warming up. And we're on camera. We'd just come back from a break. Coase is in the middle of talking and he gets hit in the head with a ball that has like gone errant from the, you know, yeah. like someone didn't get the rebound. And he was so upset that, I mean, and this is all live TV, yeah. right? So upset. And I look at him. I started crying hysterically. I couldn't He's stop. upset. You're laughing. I thought it was the funniest thing ever yeah. that he got hit with the ball. Then to see how angry he was, I could not control my laughter. So, yeah, there's. it was like always a weird, like sometimes you were on the road yeah. and then sometimes you were in the radio you know, studio. It was. So he gets hit in the now. head, you laugh. Chris hears he yes, tears sir. his Achilles, he laughs. <laughs> my goodness. But, I mean, you know, no. when people fall down, yes. you know, I just can't help it. I'm a horrible person that way. <laughs> So what I remember about that is, so we're out there. It's the first time I'm ever doing a game. I'm super excited yeah. for that. And sadly, unfortunately, on that same trip, Grant was going to be doing the pre-half and post. Yes. But his father had passed. And so I get a call from our then-boss, Craig Amazine. He's like, uh, I know this is your first game. You're super excited to do radio. But could you also do house party? Yeah. And I'd never done that before. I'm like, wait, what? I'm doing TV? Um, and so, yeah, it was you and Fat Lever yeah. at the time. Fat. Yeah, yeah, so we did those two games in Dallas and. Yeah, was Fat wearing one of his ties from the seventies? Probably. I feel like yeah. that was like his like you know calling card is that he hadn't bought a, a new Not tie a in tie. about thirty years. That's yeah. where mine was clip on, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, and I had a good toupee at the time. Oh my goodness! Yes. 
We're good, a hot mess. Good memories. All right, so ready, uh, Katie, uh, ready for another question? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> After all that. All right, this has been my favorite question on our list of questions from our uh, guest okay. host because it's been just a wide, vari- wide variety of answers. Okay. Um, this question is, which movie do you like more than anyone else? So it's not necessarily your favorite, but it's one of those oh, movies where you go, like, else. I watch it all the time. You would probably justify it, and you go, this is the greatest movie. Right. People go, eh, it's okay. That's but you thinker. just love it. Okay. And we've had all sorts of different answers from people. Oh, I bet. I'm trying to think of, like, movies. And, and but maybe it's your all-time You know, a favorite, lot of but... movies that, okay, well, one of my all-time, my favorite movie all-time is The Gladiator. I think it's brilliant. Okay. And it's because I was a classical civilizations major in college. That's what I got my degree wow. in. And it is the most spectacularly accurate opening battle scene ever. Like, everything that they did, the detail from that was, like, so spot-on accurate. Like, I hated Troy because it was so inaccurate. The whole movie was inaccurate. But I think that probably the movie that fits in this category is Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one with Johnny Depp. You just love it more than you I think, think anyone else. I'm still mad that Sean Penn won in Mystic River. I, I am mad at the Academy. I think they You've written a letter. absolutely just, I, can I say that word on? No. I don't think I can. <laughs> they just did Johnny Depp wrong. Um, and I can watch it over and over. I think that he's spectacular. But then like the other ones, as each one goes on, I'm like, I'm not interested in this it's anymore. the first one. The first one's brilliant to me. Huh. Everyone in it. Okay. Yeah. Chris? What's mine? No, you allow it? Do I allow oh, it? Oh, yeah. I'll allow that. Yeah. yeah. We okay. had just a, a variety I mean, of answers. Technically, it's a Disney movie, right? Unfortunately, one we had to disallow later because Scott Moak said that he liked uh, My Cousin Vinny more than anybody else. Oh, everybody loves My Cousin Vinny. But then I said a quote. You set from, him up with a quote. I set him oh, up and perfectly, did, oh. and he didn't get it at all. He didn't get it. My so, Cousin Vinny is brilliant. Yeah, it's great, a great, movie. Movie. It's a great movie. I It's like, you know how you've got like maybe 10 movies that you can put on at any time? Yeah, rewatchables. Rewatch. Yeah, or if you need to go to sleep just because it's, it's like a comfort, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it's like if I keep like, oh, stay awake, it's yeah, fine. But if I fall yeah. asleep, I'm not missing because I've, yeah. I've seen it enough. Uh, tonight, we've got Thursday Night Football. It's Jacksonville at the Cincinnati Bengals. That game's coming your way. I know you are a huge Packer fan. Oh, my gosh. How brilliant was that game? You're saying this in Niner country. I know I'm saying it in Niners, but even, I mean. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. And like, as the, like two minutes left in the game and the announcers are talking about Jimmy Garoppolo and like, this is his time to prove that he can compete with a, you know, a quarterback of Aaron Rodgers' status. And it's like, he absolutely did. And then Aaron Rodgers did Aaron Rodgers things. And it was like, oh my God, it was just such an, it was a good game. It was yeah. a really, really good game. I think really from the beginning to the end, I mean, what did they get up 17-0? And then yeah, and 49ers came storming yeah. back and they really, you know, and you had Lance come in and score, like mm-hmm. score a quick touchdown and, you know, people saw him for five seconds and it's like, yes, he's, he's the one, <laughs> you know? So I think it was it was a great game all around. What I loved about it is I I have such an admiration for athletes when they do something that is just about impossible. And the throw that Rodgers made on the first play with the 37 seconds left over Warner before the defense, it's, it's, he's about the one that could do it. Yeah. And it's it was pinpoint well, and perfect. And then even the way he celebrated, Katie, when they went, like he's done that before. Oh, like yeah. we all went, oh, they have too yeah. much time. 
he was into it. Like, yeah. he really, like, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, to, well, for they, them to they enjoy They haven't it. had the best start to no, the season. No, They haven't looked great. So they, they needed this. They needed it. Their defense needed it. All You know, they needed it. And, and for me, it's like, yes, I know that I'm a Packers fan. But if I weren't a Packers fan, I could tell you honestly, it's so beautiful watching Aaron Rodgers play football. I mean – most of the passes that he gets it's like how in the world I thought I thought the 49ers defense did everything they could Mm -hmm. on coverage and it's like he would get it like an inch above their hand and it's it must be the most frustrating thing as a Niners fan or as an athlete but when you're just a football fan forget any of the other stuff right allegiances to team watching him play is really fun and I'm really going to miss when that isn't yeah. the case anymore. Yeah, I think that happens for all the athletes. And for all of us to immediately go to that spot also shows how much respect you should have for Aaron yeah. Rodgers or quarterbacks like that. We go, because I, too much time. Yeah. Well, you say it just like such yeah. a blanket statement, but he still has to execute yeah. the throws to get them into yeah. the spot to kick the field goal. Well, and, and then the field goal, too. It's still like, has to yeah, work. it's still, it was... everything had to go right. And it's so frustrating because it's like the third quarter was like each team, I think, had about a six minute possession. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, like, it's not 40, much left. It's like 49ers actually really, really working the clock, able yeah. to get, you know, full length of the field. And then Packers are the ones that are normally really stretching out the clock. And then I'm like, wow, well, it took them that. <laughs> <laughs> to, to each have a possession. I'm like, there's two minutes left in this game, yeah. and they both got a possession right, in. So, right. Yeah, it was exciting. Yeah, it leads for a good weekend ahead, too, for the 49ers, really for the NFC West. Mm-hmm. And you get the Rams-Cardinals showdown, uh, two undefeateds, and then it's Seattle week. The Niners yeah. and the Niner fans hate them. It's a rivalry. And How did you guys do it with Doug? I was fine. It was fine. Really? Was, there was no, like, behind-the-scenes well, trash oh, yeah, talking? I would, oh, no, Chris. It wasn't was, behind-the-scenes. It was behind-the-scenes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, but, like, non-arable material. Um, those came in texts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, not tweets, texts. Because um, Chris openly hates Seattle, the, C- the yeah. city of. Yeah. Oh, the city and of. Not, actually, I think we established this yesterday. Not the city of, but the people of Seattle. Oh. <laughs> I hate the people. Oh, so That's just worse. the inhabitants. Yes. yes. Actually, not the people of Seattle, just the sports fans of Seattle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, I, I mean, you see how he so continues dumb. to kind yeah. of like with each Because I don't nav- want to make it yeah. that big of a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> just a small blanket. It's a small blanket, but there's definitely uh, venom behind it. He does not like them. Well, but this is obviously why sports is so great right yes because only something like a sports rivalry can make someone say i hate seattle i hate the people of seattle (laughs) well wait i don't hate the i hate the sports fans fans. is he like you keep walking it back but yeah yeah, should be an interesting matchup yeah it's gonna be a good week ahead there's gonna be good football and we hope it starts tonight with uh thursday night action jacksonville and the Bengals. we'll get to that shortly we'll take our final break we'll have some final thoughts here another question for katie and the crossover all coming up here on khdk You remember. Got to get it. Want a show. Yes. Or I'm never coming back. <laughs> so great to have. In my contract. Yes. So we'll great to have Katie Christensen Hunter here. As long as we play as this as song. Play Bob Seger. Yes. Mm, how can you not like this song? It's a fantastic song. Just makes you want to dance, Jason. Did you ever do the Tom Cruise like this? No. I'm. This is business? like a full-on swing dance for, for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Um, uh, I'm not sure that I would ever 
branch out and, and do the, the, the risky Tom business. Cruise. Yeah, I would this, probably hurt to, myself. <laughs> you danced to this song at your wedding, right? With yes, dad. with yeah. my dad. That's yeah. cool. Swing dance? Yep. Nice. And then my brother. My dad had just had shoulder surgery like Someone a few months before. Change out. So he, he's like, I can go for a little while. But then my brother <laughs> came in and, and quite literally almost spun me into the ground. Wow. So it was a lot, a lot of fun. I'm sure yeah. it was a show. Yeah, great, great video. Yes. To have. That's good. That's yeah. good. All right, uh, another question for you. Is this the one that is only one acceptable answer? According to Chris. I hate Seattle sports fans. <laughs> is that the answer? That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Okay, we, go we don't even have to ask it. Uh, it's okay. the most random question we have. Okay. The question is this. MacGruber or Grown Ups? Those two movies. Pick one. MacGruber or Grown Ups? Well, I feel like I'm in trouble here. So, some people have never I've seen either one. only seen Grown Ups. Okay. So I can't. Did you even answer like this question? Huh, it was okay. Okay. So yeah. MacGruber wins. Okay. What is that? Who's what is that? MacGruber? You don't even know it. Okay. What is that? Am I supposed to? Now I feel like I'm left out of something. No, it's a cult classic movie. It's a cult classic. And it's Jason's movie is Grown Ups. Okay. My movie uh, is MacGruber. Okay. We just pinned him against one another. I don't know that I love right. I don't love Grown Ups as much as Chris loves MacGruber, that's okay. for sure. But we just put them against one another, and okay. then some people will go, "Oh, neither." Others of it, I haven't seen either one, but you've seen Grown Ups. It's, it's fine. I'm trying. MacGruber yeah. is out there. It's from it's from Who's that Saturday Night it? Live. Anyone you know, skit. like anyone that's name is like Kristen Wiig. Um, who's the main? Not Will Forte, but he's I'm trying main. to think of the other guy. Oh, Ryan, Ryan Philippi. 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 Ryan Philippi. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he's it's based, a based weirdo. On... <laughs> is he? Yeah, like his movies are. He's like weirdo in them. Like he does a. He plays a good crazy person. Um, well, this is a comedy. Okay, it's but dark. he's kind of like he's a dark. He plays dark characters, yeah. right? Okay, he's... so now is this something I can go home and like you know stream? I'm not gonna. I don't not know if I'm allowed your... to on... name all the devices. Yeah. <laughs> it's on Peacock. Not oh, with it is. Your, yeah. Not with your kids. Oh uh, well, definitely not with no. your kids. I mean, I I don't get to watch anything okay. except for you know. PBS and like Paw Patrol, like, yeah. you know, Dis- good. Disney. Yeah. We're in a huge Moana phase right now. Oh. She is Moana. At least actually. it's a good movie. Yes. Good songs. It is great. And she uh, got a karaoke machine and sings all the songs. Oh. So, yeah. You that's hear it many our, times. That's my family entertainment. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, it was from Saturday Night Live. Okay. It was a skit that they used there and then it's gone to the, the big screen. Huh. But people's reaction is either, oh man, this is one of the funniest things I've ever seen, or okay. they hate it. This is awful. Okay. <laughs> So All you'll right. be at one of the so two. So I'm going to be, it's going to be one of the two. Yeah. So it might be one that is like 10 minutes and I'm like, I'm not doing this. That's a very high possibility. Very really? possible. Yeah. So it, Walking Dead was, is wildly popular, right? Did you mm-hmm. guys like that? I watched about 15 minutes and I was just like, eh. I have not I seen it. I was the same way. I tried to watch it twice and like five, 10 minutes in, I'm like, I'm sorry. I just, this has no appeal to me. And I'm like, everyone's raving about it. So that's kind of why I was like, is it one of those? Okay. On the comedy version. Gruber. Yeah. MacGruber. Am I saying it right? MacGruber. MacGruber. Yeah. Sounds Spoof like- on MacGyver. The oh. show where it's MacGruber. Oh, I love MacGyver. MacGruber. Yes. MacGyver's okay. the best. Okay. So it was I'm probably a- going to go with grownups. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get the uh, crossover from the morning show. Oh, dear. What's happening on the Carmichael Dave show? Let's find out right now with the crossover. Here's today's crossover. All right, crossover time for you two wacky kids. Hope you had a great show. Um, I'm afraid. Jason and Katie, when it comes to television, what is your guilty pleasure that people may not guess? Katie, 
when it comes to TV, what is your guilty pleasure? And, of course, why is it the Golden Girls? Please tell everybody. <laughs> uh, also, a bonus question for you, Katie, since you're the guest. You have a choice. You have to give up either cheese or wine for the rest of your life. Oh, man. Which is it? Oh, it's easier than the baseball questions. Yeah. Hope wow. you guys have a good rest of your day. Love you. Bye. There's okay. a lot in there. Start with the cheese and wine. The cheese and wine. Oh, that's incredibly difficult. Um, that's why he asked it. Okay. This probably is going to sound bad, but I'm scared. Okay. I'm not giving up wine. It is my sanity. And I don't want people so to judge cheese. me for that. <laughs> so it's the cheese. Cheese has so to go. So I would give up the cheese, but oh, it's so hard to say that. Um, is there a particular type of cheese that's your favorite? I am a cheese snob, so I have a bunch of favorites. Okay. Um, burrata is one of my favorites that I do. Do you know what a burrata is? I don't. It's like a soft um, kind of uh, mozzarella. It comes in okay. a ball. You cut it open. It's kind of harder on the outside, and it's all like creamy on the inside. And I take it with some like arugula and roasted beets, and then I put it in the salad, break it open with some balsamic and, and olive oil. It's beautiful. Um, but like a camenzola, I love that, which is like a blue cheese brie. Um, uh, Gruyere is one of my favorite hearts. I'm, I'm a snob. Okay. I'm a snob. Okay. How about a guilty pleasure show that he was talking about? Oh, he said Golden Girls, but... Well, I love Golden Girls, and it will show. always be my favorite. But every night when I go to bed, I listen to Frasier. You listen to it. You don't watch it. Well, it, I don't need to watch it. I've watched it 50 million okay. times. It's like I can't turn off my brain at night. Yeah. And so if I don't have noise, which is Frasier because I know it, I don't have to see it. If it's something I haven't seen, I won't stop watching it. So I turn it on on my phone, turn my phone upside down, and I'm probably asleep in like four or five minutes. But if I don't do that, it'll be like an hour later being like, I need to add this to my list. I need to do this. Oh, I got to I gotta get that from the store. <sighs> That's my answer. Okay. Do you have done. a guilty pleasure? Um, it's weird because I think it'd have to fit into – there's a lot of these shows that are the um, – I think there's one now that's like Fantasy Island, but it's like a couples thing. There's been like The Bachelor. Like, I watch reality TV sometimes. I do too. Like the one that I that I saw one day and kind of – it was Temptation Island, right? It's like – so it's a mixture yeah. of those. I'm like, I don't know. That one worked for me. I'm like, ah, oh, this one's kind of cool. Yeah. And the others like – but some of them are like, ah, oh, this, is, this is too much. I'm telling you right now, have you seen Ted Lasso? haven't ted lasso that's the question that every guest asks jason oh my goodness everybody and loves it and also, i love him the morning show oh i heard that's good i've not seen that either i had no idea what i was getting into yeah it was like okay i'll try this because yeah. we i hadn't had the you know right apple tv which is what you need to watch these things yes. and so it was like my friend was like you have to watch ted lasso so i got it to watch that and then when i was done i was like well i wonder what else is on here it's like oh i'll try this so good yeah well, Katie, thank you so much. My TV watching days are over, by the way. It's going to all sports for here. <laughs> it's a very busy time for you. Congratulations again on that, and we're going to see you uh, very soon. Thank you for tolerating me for two Oh, hours. no, this was fun. This was absolutely fun. <laughs> Thursday night football is next. It's Jacksonville and the Bengals right here on KHDK. See ya.